to Relaunch Live Podcast. Relaunch Live Podcast. Talking all things real estate, the strategies that build it, and sharing their own life-changing growth plans. They are two of the most dynamic people in the business with one common goal, to make you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Welcome to the Relaunch Live Podcast with your hosts, Veronica Figueroa and Jeff Lobb. All right. Hey, welcome back to another Relaunch Live, making you rethink, reimagine, and absolutely be re-inspired. And I'm so thrilled to be with my co-host in the same visual screen today, Veronica Figueroa. What's up, B? Hey, yeah, and today is definitely not short of that. We've got two very, very special guests today who have inspired me. Um, yeah. Once you guys get to know them, you're definitely going to realize why they're here, what they've been able to build, the lives that they've been able to impact, the mission that they carry that happens to be obviously uh, a mission that they get to carry through real estate. Um, and and their, you know just their energy, Jeff, once everyone gets to experience them, I'm sure everyone's going to know you know, who they are, want to get to connect with them because they definitely embody everything about, you know, reimagining the way real estate should be done and, and creating right. wealth and working smarter, not harder, and just being around really great, great people that inspire you. So I want to welcome Andres and Kelly Ospina, uh, personal friends of mine. And, um, you know, you guys are just uh, game changers. You really are uh, very, very young leaders, I think, uh, self-made millionaires, you know, just uh, through through the, the, the passion that you have of real estate, but also building a portfolio um, through Airbnbs. We're going to talk about a little bit of Airbnbs and also your, your mission um, of ecologic-friendly um, housing um, and your passion for design. So, I, you know, we'll get started, Jeff. I know you got tons of questions. I kind of did a little intro oh, man. earlier, but, I'm, man, these just two from are... Just from the pre-video, I might be ready to start buying and getting more doors now. Like I may be in touch with them right after the show, but um, but welcome, guys. Yeah, they, welcome. they're the real deal, man. Thank so, you, guys. Thank you for inviting us. It's definitely a pleasure to be here, and we're always happy to share and learn from other people. This is the the way to do it as a community. So we're happy to be here. So you know, people just don't wake up or go through school and go, I'm going to be in real estate. I'm going to be Airbnb kings and queens, right? That's not how it <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't so, happen. That's not, I haven't found that yet. So you got to give us this backstory. We're just start. And then we want to get to where you are. So like you're young now. So how'd you get started? Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was born in Colombia, so, uh, you know, didn't come from a lot of money, um, you know, poverty basically in, in, in Colombia, the world country. Uh, I came to the United States uh, at nine years old with just my mom and basically searching for the American dream, right? We were, we were finding uh, out that Colombia wasn't doing well. We came here, started working at nine years old, um, you know, very, very early. And my mom basically said, Hey, you're going to have to work hard because uh, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of money, so you got to go do it. So, so yeah, essentially it, I've always been wanting, I've been, I've been fascinated with being financially free. And for some reason at a very young age, I said, you know, what? I'm going to be a millionaire at like 13, 14 years old. I said, I'm going to do it. Wow. And I kept telling everybody, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire. And everybody used to make fun of me. And, um, I've just had that in my mindset. I've always researched how do people become millionaires. And the more and more I researched that, uh, real estate, real estate, real estate kept popping up. So <clears throat> I was very frugal uh, when I started working, saved all my money. And I said, okay, what do rich people do? They make their money work for them. 
So I took, you know, about $20,000 back in 2014. Um, and I decided to get my real estate license because I wanted to become an investor to become financially free in real estate. Um, so in 2014, I got my license and I actually started um, at exit uh, with Gil Ramos, which is now uh, EXP, obviously. And, um, you know, I was at one of his trainings and he said that he used to invest in real estate and he used to flip homes. And I told him, hey, man, I want to I want to do a flip with you. And that's basically how I got started. I, I got started with one flip with Gil um, in 2014. Um, and I did some flips starting in 2014. I did about three. Uh, and then in 2016, I bought my first primary residence for me to live in. Um, and that's basically where the where everything started in 2016. I also met my beautiful wife, Kelly. So that was a huge, huge year for me, uh, buying my first house for me to live in and obviously finding the love of my life and starting our first Airbnb. Basically, it was a three bedroom, two bath with a one car garage. Uh, I decided to convert the one car garage into an efficiency. Uh, it was only about 200 square feet. We added a full kitchen, full bathroom, independent entrance, and decided to rent it on Airbnb. And back then, there was not a lot of competition. Um, so we basically, you know, made about $2,000 a month on just the garage. The mortgage was $1,200. Um, and we rented out the other two rooms in the main house on Airbnb. Also, each room made about $1,000 a month. So basically, we were grossing $4,000 a month in this one house. The mortgage was $1,200. We were living for free and we said, oh, my God, we need to duplicate this and we need to 10x this. And that's exactly what we did. And basically now we we own over 40, I think it's 42 or 43 doors on Airbnb. Um, we do um, probably about five to seven fix and flip properties a year. Um, and we are helping about 40 people buying uh, sell real estate uh, every year. And yeah, retail. Are, you, are you all in the Florida market mainly? Is all your properties there? Where yet? So most of our properties are in uh, in Central Florida. We have one in Hawaii, we have one in St. Petersburg, and then one in uh, in Melbourne. But yeah, Central Florida is is our main. Uh, That's niche. the main focus so far. That's awesome. Are the you know I don't know if you know we had we have a couple of things in common already. So you said exit realties where a lot of my uh, my one bigger start of my career was I. I've been in 30 some years, but I was an executive for Exit Realty for many years. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So that's, and that's where I had to get to meet Gil uh, as well. So funny things. In nice. Or, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I love the, I love the young energy, um, the story. But, you know, back then Airbnb was kind of fresh and just kind of getting, st not started, but it was, it was a little bit more Wild West-ish, right? You could do things like, I'm impressed you were able to even rent rooms, never mind the whole house. Like you were renting a room and a garage. That's pretty creative. I, I remember the first time I heard about Airbnb, someone had told me, and it was someone who used to work with me. Um, and she's kind of like very adventurous. And she was going on a vacation. And she said, yeah, you know, you like, you sleep on someone's, you know, couch or like a, a <laughs> private room or something like that. Like, <laughs> it was like 2000 in, I want to say 11 or 10. And she's wow. like, yeah, you know, she's like, you know, and, and, and I just, Airbnb, I was like, what is this B&B? What? I was like, what? Like you're, it's like, like thinking about the time that you, you were told your whole life, you never ride with a stranger and you never sleep yeah. over someone's house and all this. And I remember when she told me this and I was like, I, I'll never forget where I was when I heard that first concept. And I thought it was ludicrous, like never in my wild dreams that I think I was like, who 
in the world would stay in someone's place? Right. right. And now it's like, <laughs> also, like you know, Take over. Um, have a couple Airbnbs, um, not as many as them, but they're like, you know, so inspiring. But it's crazy when I heard the first concept and the fact that you guys got in pretty early and you guys know I have no small children. So like someone else who's starting off might think, well, I'm not going to have someone live in my same house and rent out rooms. You guys, you know, we're young. You're willing to make sacrifices. And we, we call that home house, um, house hacking, right? It, it was house hacking. Um, yeah. But then you really got into um, the idea of you converted the garage, separate entrances. Obviously, you pull permits. It's got to be in certain areas that it's approved. You usually will take a 2-1 and turn it into a 3-2, right? Extend the garage, close the garage out. So there's a lot of different things you guys have learned along the way. You know, you may have started off with, you know, saying, yeah, and we love people. We might have someone from, you know, Hawaii here today or someone from Australia, and we love making friends, right? That might not be practical for everyone, but it worked for you guys because you guys young, no kids, you know, you're adventurous. I think you like her real life gypsies in a good way. Um, you know, you get up and go, but, um, you know, the idea of where you identify properties and then you're saying, Hey, we can extend this property. We can expand it. We can turn this two, one into a three, two walk people through that, because I know that's more practical for some people that say, well, I can't do that, but I could do this. Yeah. Sure, that's one of the things that I think uh, has been differentiating us and also helping us to scale faster um, because we don't look at one house as one door. We basically look at every bedroom as one door in the house. Of course, there is a lot of different variables that you have to account with that. Like Veronica was saying, depending where the house is located, the legalities, the, legalities, the zoning, the permits, and as the time passes, also, the county and the city have been implying a couple more rules and regulations because it's been getting more popular. So we all know there is a lot of people that are getting into this business. But basically what we do is when we walk through a house, we look at it as how many bedrooms does it have? How many more doors can we create? For example, if there is a carport or a garage, that's definitely the first thing we're going to look at because we're going to see that as, as additional space that can be converted. Right now, if you have a house with a garage, your appraisal is not really counting the garage as part of the square footage of the house, the heated square feet. So when you convert a garage and you turn it into, let's say, an additional master suite, you're not only having possibilities of acquiring more income from this space, but you're also raising your equity in your real estate property, which is one of the biggest things for us. Because when we're buying these houses, of course, we're getting them on their market value as well. Usually we find them either off market wholesale or depending with the partners directly with sellers, we paid uh, lower the market price for them, but we raised the value after doing the improvements and adding this square footage that's kind of already there because you already have a roof and sometimes the walls, but it's not counted as part as the value of, of the property, not as good. So we go into the house, we look for the weirdest houses with the weirdest layouts. Basically, whatever house a family is not gonna move into it, that's a house that's gonna work for us. 
because we can redesign and redistribute the floor plan of the property to make it work for more than one family to live there. And this is something that's actually allowed, depending on the county that you're in, different counties have different amount of people, but usually it's between three to five different unrelated parties that can live in the same house. Um, so you can legally do this and you can still have, let's say, connections between the units that you create, because if you have R1 zoning, single family house, you still have to make sure that you comply with the rules and you have this property all connected, but you can kind of divide it into different units and do like kitchenettes for them. So that's how we started growing and growing. And we decided that, hey, this is, uh, instead of just making one profit, why not diversify our risk as well because we have three units one is not renting as well we're going to still be able to pay the mortgage with the rest yeah so I usually usually the deal with the uh the garage conversion to me it's kind of a no-brainer because it, it really is it's, it's a house without you know just very very small components um and this is the way that we look at it okay so usually let's say it costs us about forty thousand maybe fifty thousand dollars max to convert a garage into a living unit right usually a two-car garage is easily let's say four hundred dollars a square foot easily depending on your location obviously um the price per square foot under air is easily two hundred dollars a square foot in some areas three hundred so let's just say $200 a square foot. You're talking about an $80,000 value that only costs you anywhere from $40,000 to $50,000. So just there in itself, you're already getting a good return, right? You're investing 50 and boom, now your property went up in value almost 80. Sometimes in the areas where we buy, when we put that $40,000 or $50,000 in, our property value goes up about $100,000, 100 to 120000 because of the price per square foot in the area is like two seventy-five. So usually you almost double your money there. And um, usually in the rental income that we generate from the from the property, it's about $2,000 to $2,500 a month. So the cash on cash return on that is great. When we're done with the conversion, we refinance. So we pull out the money. So it's basically a no, a no brainer for us. It's a win, win, win. You get your money back. The property appreciates, you get additional rental income. Uh, so, so that's, that's kind of a no brainer. That's why we love the garage conversions. Uh, it's, you know, I, I, I love, I think it's, it's it's a great deal and, and uh, it also helps with affordable how the affordable housing crisis yeah. right now when family sometimes is not able to afford the sure. mortgage payment on the rent for the whole property if you divide the risk and that's actually something into we're getting into this year as well with new construction we're going to be building new construction in an affordable way and we're making our best to make it possible so these units can also have that kind of in-law suite, guest suite, so they can help each other to pay off the mortgage. All right, so I've got, you've got, I get so many good questions running through my head because I live in New Jersey and it's like one of the most litigious, crazy spots where they have millions of more rules than you guys do. But I'm so intrigued by how you're doing this. So two tactical questions, just, just to clarify. So when you're doing this garage conversion, are you turning it into just a full suite, like a bedroom, a little kitchenette, separate door entrance and that is one full unit where i could eat cook and sleep in like a studio is that what that's well, looking exactly okay. so yeah right now where we're calling you from uh is one of the crazy ugly houses that we bought that actually i had to negotiate more with her to I buy it buy than it. with the seller <laughs> she didn't want to buy it at all she she didn't see it she was like no this house is ugly 
It and, was uh, too bad. Yeah, it was, it was kind of <laughs> ugly. But I loved it because I saw the vision. It had a two-car carport. It had already like two in-law suites basically already made. It's a corner lot. So we like corner lots because of the parking and because of the accessibility. So corner lots are one of the best ones uh, for this type of uh, – uh, you know, strategy that we have. So the house that we live in right now, we bought it as a four bedroom, three bath, and now it's a seven bedroom, five bath. We converted the two car carport, uh, and we actually live in the two car carport. This is we where, live in where 500 we are square right feet right now. <laughs> we rent out the rest of the house, uh, and just this house alone, with us living here, grosses about sixty-eight hundred dollars a month. Our mortgage is two thousand, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but um, but but to answer specifically, yeah, so answer as far as the layout. It will be, a yeah. garage will be converted into a suite yeah. with a space for you to sleep. Yeah. Sometimes can be divided, sometimes open, but it will be a space for you to sleep, a bathroom, yeah. a kitchenette, and a private entrance. There is no full kitchens. You're only allowed to have one full kitchen or yeah. R1 zoning, a uh, single family house, but you can have kitchenettes like wet bars anyway. Uh, yeah. And sometimes... We also add laundry facilities to yeah. that space, depending on the floor plan, depending on the layout and the space. So sometimes yeah. the two-car garage can either feed two to four guests, depending on yeah. the way it is divided, because sometimes we do enclose, let's say, the bedroom area, and then we have a living area with the bathroom, and the living area serves to sleep two people, and then you have two people in the bedrooms. The reason why I'm talking about how many people can sleep is because we found out that's the uh, the best way to generate more income. The more people you can sleep in a house, the more income you're going to generate in the property. And it's also more energy efficient too. It's very eco-friendly. And it's basically like building a tiny house out of your garage. Essentially, that's what it is. And that's one of the reasons why we like it too, you know, because it's very eco-friendly. It doesn't have a lot of footprints. Like me and my wife would otherwise be living in like a three-bedroom house that does have a lot more footprint on on planet earth compared to you know being in this thing that was already you know built out to be the house for a car and now it's you know me and her house and we we run a mini split system which is really inexpensive uh the to AC. run the ac you know it's it's not very very expensive and uh yeah it's more know, energy efficient and doing yeah. things like that also allowed us to then when we're going and checking on a house we check on the ac the water heater we turn from all big water heater tanks we remove them and we install um tankless water heaters that are maybe as big as these and oh, yeah. that are saving electricity saving energy helping the environment the next level is going to be solar panels for all the houses as well wow and i want to talk about that next but so the towns that you're doing these in aren't getting into the whole multifamily, like single family like these are there's no crossover for them trying to qualify this as a multifamily. So it depends how you do it. You do have to be very careful on the way you do it and how you work it out. And you have to make sure you, that you follow the rules with it. We've learned through the going through the, the process. We learned the hard part. Nobody told us how to or, or where to. So we just had to kind of adjust through the process. And um, we found out that there are legal ways of doing it depending on the county. So you do have to make sure every county that you're in, you have to check with the rules. But usually, if you have this garage converted, but the garage <clears throat> is still accessible to the main house to at least one door, with at least one door, you are fine. Yeah, there's two ways to legally do it. Either add it as a master bedroom with a separate entrance, uh, with access to the main house that has a web bar. You can't call it a kitchen. 
And That's you can't one rule. have a stove. Yeah, you can't have a stove. Or the second thing would be to make it make it turn it into a, an ADU, which is an accessory or a, a accessory dwelling unit, dwelling, yeah. which is exactly what we did on this one. Um, we actually paid impact fees. I think we paid like thirty five hundred dollars to pay the impact fees, so we could actually have a full kitchen here and a laundry um, room. And well, the laundry room you don't need to, but to have the full separate kitchen, uh, we did have to pay impact fees on that. And and you know, in California, for example. They are very big with ADUs. It's very, very open, and that's the future because right now we have a huge affordable housing crisis, and one of the only ways to solve it is by being more lenient with the ADUs. So everybody homes. that's sitting on single-family homes uh, now, technically, you could you could turn your house into a duplex. This house here is zoned R1, and it has two addresses. It has two kitchens. You know, it's technically a duplex. Uh, and, but that's where it's going to, and that's in city of Orlando. So they're getting a little bit more flexible with the ADU. So there are two different ways of doing it. Um, the rules and regulations are not there yet, but they are coming. So, Sharon, why am I still living in New Jersey? I don't, I don't get it. You're going to move Come down. Come over, man. You're going to move down. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay with us on Airbnb until you find a house, man. Come I on, let's go. Either, I, I told Puerto you Rico you're or, or Florida. inspired. And now, you know, I don't know why you live in Jersey anyways. Weather over here in Florida is a lot better. <laughs> it's cold. got the Airbnb. Six kids in school. But isn't this so, awesome? Like, you know, just to reimagine what you could do and – you know, I know that you guys were really big on inspiring people to, you know, obviously make investments, agents. Um, you've inspired me in so many ways. Uh, I'm just really glad that the world that we, you know, share, co-share, uh, Jeff and I get to also get to know you guys. Um, you guys have also, tell us about that Hawaii one. And, and before, obviously, we've got a, a timeline. We try to keep these at a certain amount of time. But tell me about this Hawaii one that you picked up. Yes, yeah, so we, we weren't really expecting to buy anything in Hawaii. Uh, we were celebrating our five-year anniversary. She had always been wanting to, to go to Hawaii because it's been enchanting. And so we went there, and we fell in love with Hawaii. We were only supposed to go uh, for, for like two weeks, two weeks, and we stayed for, I think, over over, over a month. Because uh, we just bought a one-way ticket. We said, you know what, we'll just figure it out. And, man, we fell in <laughs> love with the people, the culture, the aloha spirit. And uh, everything kind of just worked out, in a, you know, the way it did. I'm always looking for deals. I'm always, you know, I was on Zillow and I'm like, oh, babe, I found this deal, baby. Look, it's, <laughs> you know, it's a house. we got to negotiate it. And so, you know, it, it just happened. It just happened. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess I, I'm, an, I'm addicted to buying real estate deals. Is that a thing? I don't know. I mean, I guess I am. I, you know, <laughs> Some people like shoes, their cars, yeah. or like houses. Yeah, well, I, I fell in love with with one of the one of the islands. Big Island is uh, is one of the coolest. It's actually the biggest, oldest island in Hawaii. If you guys haven't been, it's beautiful. Uh, it has an active volcano, which is pretty crazy. Um, and I fell in love with it because it's one of the most affordable islands there. Um, and we just found the right deal. It was two acres, and I think we bought it for like sixty thousand or sixty five thousand, something crazy like that. Obviously, it was a fixer upper. Uh, but we like that there's not a lot of rules and regulations there. There's a lot of unpermitted buildings, uh, and they're all totally okay with that. And it's basically like the wild, wild west. There's not a lot of rules and regulations. And we were researching that specific area, and we saw that there was a lot of sustainable communities. There's um, because the because thing. they have to. There's there's no power. There's no there's nothing. It's literally just the island, and there's no connection. So you have to have the water reclamation system. You have to have solar, solar panels. panels. So right now we're, we're actually building a sustainable community um, and we have uh, solar panels, we have the water reclamation, we have a fruit and vegetable garden there um, and we have uh, three people that are living in our property right now 
that are basically doing a work trade and they're basically fixing up the property. Uh, we're going to have basically a sustainable community there. Basically, it's going to be an the Airbnb goal, experience. Yes, the goal is to do it more as, as a retreat. So I don't know if you guys have heard of glamping. Glamping basically is the glamorous way of camping. So mixing those two together, bringing in uh, nature with comfort, that's what we want to deliver with an experience. So it's going to be something that people go there to take a, a step away from their headed life and reconnect with Mother Nature. And by that, having a great experience of learning how the sustainable way of living can be and then maybe they can come back home and implement some of those things so we can all make like give our little piece of sense so we can work together to at the end of the day help more the environment because that's our end goal but yeah this property in hawaii has been uh, very exciting unexpected but i think everything just happens for a reason uh, most of the properties that we end up buying are kind of happening by coincidence it's not really coincidence it's just meant to be and uh um, we just take the risk and this guy right here is a huge risk taker <laughs> oh, <laughs> the risk takers i'm gonna take a risk and i'm gonna say that we're gonna have you back that you're going to come back and give people the play-by-play -play on how they were to get started. If they want to reach out to you, obviously, your handle's down, Kelly, underscore Airbnb expert, and Andres, underscore Airbnb expert. And uh, Jeff, you know, you have a pretty awesome coaching platform, Coach52. I don't know. What do you say you get a little Airbnb segment in there and we invite them to, uh, I don't know, be some co-hosts on there because I think, uh, I think we probably there's could. something love here that we're doing. And they're, they're amazing leaders. But guys, if you want to learn more about Andres and Kelly, hit them up. They're amazing leaders. Follow them on IG. Uh, they're, they're just a breath of fresh air, as you can tell. Young, dynamic, inspiring leaders who can help you or just building building a life by design. What I love, there's so much more to them be behind their mission and um, their mission on health, on, on taking care of your mindset, taking care of your body, taking care of your just overall, right, everything, your, your life. Uh, they've been huge mentors to me too. So I'm just glad that you guys were able to be a part of Relaunch, Relaunch Live, blessing this community. And um, here's this. I'm just going to ask you, will you come back and be our guest again? Definitely. It will be our pleasure. We to can cover that. so much more. Uh -huh. so much more to get into but for this episode. Man. I'm, I'm excited. So yeah, this is really great. Here's what I'll do. We'll dangle that care make sure you tune in. We'll bring them back. And uh, we can, if we can do this, then you guys will be on the next episode. It'll be even great. Segment two with the Airbnb king and queen expert. So they can give you some of the tips on let's do this. The next time it's on how to fund the deal where yep, to find the people who are going to fund the deal and who to partner with. And if there's always ever an opportunity where they can partner with you. So, all right, guys, I want to thank everyone for joining us back on relaunch live where you come to get re to rethink, reimagine and be re-inspired with your business. Um, thank you so much with my co-host Jeff Lobb. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you, you so much, thank guys. So much. Have an amazing day. Be blessed. Thank you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Relaunch Live podcast, helping you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. Find the show on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. See you next time.